Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to The The Castle Castle Chat. Chat. Oh my gosh, it's happening. It's really happening. We're here recording. Yeah, this is actually happening in our little podcast room. But it's surreal. Like, I just can't believe we're actually here and the equipment is plugged in and it's happening. I know. Episode one. We're live. Disney Breakdown. Yeah. What does that mean? What does Disney Breakdown mean? Um, To me, in my personal opinion, I think that it is just looking at all of the Disney news that seems to come out every week, something crazy, something big, and talking about it. Yeah. I feel like I'm such a Disney news geek like every time something comes out I'm like I gotta know I gotta know what it is give me all the details so I feel I'm ready for this yeah I hear stuff and I'm like where's the Instagram post where's the YouTube video give me all the details so I feel the same yeah and then we're just sharing with each other like did you see this did you see this did you see this so yeah I feel like we're both kind of that way which is pretty great but I feel like we should just start off with sharing a little bit about who we are and how we got here I think that sounds like a great idea like I said and my Disney obsession probably started in a Disney store when I was very young like you know when you're you know the old Disney stores where they had all the stuffed animals at the very back my mom put me in a pie in the pile and took a picture of me as a baby in that stack of um, stuffed animals and it's one of her favorite baby pictures of me and I feel like that was the moment that it was birthed like it was right there right then but since then, I mean, I'm not, I, well, long story short, I'm not from the United States. I was born in England, and now I live in the U.S., and my family's from there. And so growing up, the first park I went to was Disneyland Paris, which was cool. That was my first ever Disney park. And then since moving to America, my family has come to visit me a lot, and when they come to visit, they want to go to Florida. So growing up, like going to the parks, because that's where my family would go, and we, I would visit them, and it was just super fun. So that is kind of like my... Disney history and now as I've gotten older and been able to plan trips for myself it's like oh my gosh this is so fun to do as an adult you don't have to be a kid to do this this is fun so that's kind of my Disney history but I mean I'm 26 I live in Wilmington North Carolina Um, I work for a local university and yeah it's pretty cool and I I don't know that I feel like the things that would define who I am are Taylor Swift, Chick-fil-A, and Disney. That's like my little (laughs) trinity. Like, that's just me. So, and here I am, sitting here, chatting about myself. So, yeah, that's me. Why don't you go? Okay. Well, that sounds like a really great little summary of you. Um, (laughs) I try to, like, keep it short, but I also am like, there's so much. Yeah, well, we've got time to, you know, dive into the details later on. But this is why we get along so well, because I also was essentially birthed into Disney as a young baby. Um, My first trip was in 1996 as a two-year-old. 
Oh um, and we've got like old home videos and all the fun things looking back at how crazy different the parks were um, when I was little but something about Disney when I was little just kind of intrigued me and even in elementary school I did all my book reports like my biographies autobiographies <laughs> whatever it could be on Walt Disney I was so interested in how he created this crazy detailed imaginative world um, and I just I don't know I was hooked so I, I went when I was young quite a bit but as I've gotten in my adult years and I can financially support myself on a trip here and there I've gone a lot more in the more recent years um, and really become obsessed and turned into a Diz nerd so they say um, mm. but I obviously also live in Wilmington North Carolina next to yeah, my yeah, yeah. lovely friend um, and I am not everyone's favorite person on a daily basis I am a dentist so <laughs> brush your teeth kids she's the reason that I went back to the dentist after not going for a very long time so yeah it's forced friendship sometimes <laughs> <laughs> a necessary evil so i like to call it yeah but our teeth are be clean so yeah you gotta have true. your teeth so you gotta have clean teeth so you can eat all the disney snacks exactly i mean i pack the little toothpicks and the little purse toothbrushes so everything stays nice and clean i'm not worried about the cavities so i can indulge in as much as i want which i have a huge sweet tooth so i never hesitate to eat any of the sugar when i'm there but um yeah that's my little me i don't know what my trinity would be i thought i had one things that define me okay well if you're going taylor swift chick-fil-a and what was your disney gosh (laughs) wow that was really bad caitlin has Um, left the building everybody yes um Mine would be, if we're doing it that way, mine would probably be Justin Bieber. <laughs> Don't hate on me. Um, Justin Bieber, Mexican food of any kind, Ooh. and Disney, okay. clearly. I can appreciate that. Yeah, and I would say my, my home park is Walt Disney World, so oh, that's, yeah. Same. that's really all I know. So I've never been to Disneyland. Yeah, me either. I have plans to at some point in my life. I mean, and I would love to go to all the parks. Yeah, for sure. It's like, on my bucket list. Okay, for, well, that's yeah. our bucket list. Yep, we'll do it together. We're going to do it together. It's fine. I mean, I've done Paris and Florida, but that's it. Yeah, I haven't even done that. Only Walt Disney World. But I do know Walt Disney World inside and out. Mm. So Inside out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ironic. Wow, okay. Guys, I like to make a lot of jokes, so just just warning y'all. She's punny. It's okay. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit about us, which is fun. We're fun people, I'd like to say. Yeah, I think we're fun. I hope that we're at least fun to listen to sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think we'd be attempting this if we didn't think we were fun. Yeah. So here we are. Absolutely. Um, well, today we really just wanted to dive into a lot of this the news and stuff that's been coming up about disney whether that's about the parks and whether that's about movies or tv or just the company as a whole and so i don't know if you've been listening to a lot of all the parks news that's been coming out recently but there's a lot i feel like there's a lot to unpack here with the 50th anniversary coming up and a lot of new additions to taking away fast passes and just there's a lot there's a lot going on so let me just take it one by one and go through it and break it down yeah disney break down break it down (laughs) yeah it's like uh, everything that's come out recently has kind of been that post-covid 
change. Yeah. The parks had their shutdown, which was wild in and of itself, but all the changes that are coming because of the shutdown and the opportunity that the companies had to kind of reassess what they've been doing and how they can change it to, I don't know if it's to benefit Disney goers or themselves or what it is. I feel like there's a little bit of controversy with the new changes that are coming out. Um, But I also think that Disney has always been pretty smart and knows what they're doing. So I trust that they're making change for the better. Um, But only time will tell. Yeah, I feel like some days it's one piece of news and the next day it's another. And it's very, you have to go with the flow because with COVID things are changing so often. And so... I'm sure as a company that is difficult to say one day we're implementing one thing and the next day we're completely changing that. So Yeah, even with masks. I mean, they yeah. they had the mask policies and then they altered them a little bit and then they took the mask policy away. And then I felt like, uh, what was it, like two weeks later, mm-hmm. it, it kind back. of reverted all the way back, um, which well, I think rev- is smart. Well, they reverted back to like you had to wear a mask in indoor and outdoor attractions. But then like what, two weeks ago or something, they said if your attraction is outdoors and you don't have to wear it, but you have to for indoors, but some of the outdoor attractions have indoor cues. Yeah. So like, how does that work? Yeah, it's a little bit confusing and I definitely have seen some guests with a little bit of pushback on being respectful and polite. Um, and there was, a. Uh, guy I saw recently where he's literally walking into the land pavilion like approaching the doors and a cast member very politely said sir please you know remember we wear masks indoors Mm -hmm. and he said well I'm not inside yet and it's just you know things like that where we need to just be collectively polite to the cast members because they're going through the changes as much as anybody else and they're just doing their job they're the ones that are one day showing up to work and the policy is one way and then the next day it's completely changed and it's their role to read to enforce that for the guests which is tough with like little to no training too just having to like flip that switch which honestly like just need to be extending a lot of grace to those cast members because they're going through yeah a lot a lot a lot if you're having a bad day you just never know but um, the 50th anniversary is coming up Wild. October 1st, 50 years of Walt Disney World, which is insane thinking about that the Walt Disney World was built, well, that was the Florida project. It was after Walt passed, mm-hmm. which is, and that's the only Disney you know. It's kind of crazy to think about that, but I know that like they are getting ready at the parks. Like every day there's something new, new yeah. decorations, new announcements, new stuff, so... Yeah, I feel like there's a lot coming that we don't even know about yet. Oh, I'm sure. Well, even just with the merchandise, like, they released some merchandise already. Yeah. But then they have all these other collections for merchandise that are coming out that aren't even going to hit the parks until, like, maybe October, maybe later in the celebrations. So, like, you may go in October, but then they might not have all the merch out yet. And you might have, like, a couple months later, they'll release more. And it's like, oh, my gosh. They just want you to keep coming back, which it's working. I want to go, I want to go back. I so. mean, yeah, I would love to have a little item from each kind of collection or whatever they're calling them that are being released. But even, I mean, I was just there and all of the 50th merch that they had released was already sold out, which it is was crazy. A sad day. It was very sad. That was very sad. But hopefully, you know, things will be, what's the word I'm looking for? Refilled. That's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> restocked. Restocked. Refilled. That is it. We're hoping that the merch will be refilled, everybody. <laughs> but restocked, that's also a thing. Um, 
one thing that I'm really sad about with the 50th anniversary is that Happily Ever After is going away. I, like, want to embrace the new fireworks show, but I'm really sad about Happily Ever After going away because that's really the only fireworks show I remember because I was too young to even really recall wishes and how I felt about it emotionally because I was just, I was younger. So Happily Ever After is so close in my heart. And I know when you just being there, crying, very, very watching it, she was FaceTiming me. It was, it was great. I was crying. Yes, we were both crying, both um, experiencing some heartbreak. And I think with Happily Ever After, like I'd just begun to like love it so much and now it's being taken away. And we we lost it for so long with COVID. And even when the parks reopened, they weren't doing the show because they didn't want people to gather, which is understandable. And I respect that for sure. But, um, you know, I just wanted to be able to see it in person so many more times before they took it away. Well, Wishes was around for how many years? A long time. I mean, more than 10, 13, 15. And, yeah, and Happily Ever After came out in 2017. Yeah, it's only and it was less out than a five. year because of COVID. Yeah, so I feel like that's very shocking news that's come out recently. Because mm-hmm. people aren't, people were not expecting that show to go away. It was almost teased as like we're going to do this Disney Enchantment nighttime show yeah. for the 50th anniversary, and everybody thought, okay, it's just going to be for the 50th anniversary. And then Happily Ever After is going to come back, and then they were just like, surprise, it's actually going forever. Yeah, which is wild. Sorry to, me. to break your heart. It's on a Tuesday. I don't even know what day of the week it was, <laughs> but it was like I remember getting on Twitter and being like. Why are you doing this to me? (laughs) I was so upset. Yeah. It was a hard day to be a Disney fan. Yeah. And again, with Disney making decisions, I hope that this means that they've come up with something so mind-blowing that whatever they put out, it's going to be... Oh my gosh. I know. Like... I mean, it's going to be amazing. We're going to look back on this and be like, man, we miss Happily Ever After, but this new show is so cool. Happily Ever After who? (laughs) Who that? Would that no no? Well, they're going to be using a lot of more more of those like projections, but they're going to be using the projections not just on the castle but down Main Street. I think with the with Main Street projections, what I struggle with is that if you are close up to the castle, you can't see them. Do you, do you get to enjoy the whole show? And then if everyone's trying mm. to cram into Main Street, that's crazy. That's yeah, it's, it's not fun. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what to expect. Um, I'm sure it'll be really cool um the technology that they've come up with already for happily ever after is amazing so if they're adding that to um main street i mean i've kind of seen what they're doing in disneyland um with the main street projections in their magic kingdom and it's cool but again like if you're far away from the castle and not able to or close up to the castle and not able to appreciate all the detail um i don't know what that experience is going to be like yeah i feel like it'll be fun to see it from like the start of main street to see the whole thing but also the castle then would be so far away i don't know if you'd necessarily see the details of the castle projections and like that's the main part of the show i feel like yeah. is the castle and the fireworks so i don't know i'm very interested to see it i will be seeing it in october when i go on my disney trip which i'm very excited about because i will be there like the second week of the 50th anniversary so it'll be in everything is going to be in full swing then yeah seriously like it's going to be busy yeah but it's going to be so much fun Oh, for sure. I think that it's either, even if it's busy, even if it's, you know, a lot of change, it's still 
Disney and that's what Walt always wanted was to keep moving forward so I think I that they're they're doing that and just like so many people were upset when wishes went away and then fell in love with happily ever after exactly. I'm sure the same will be true of this new show um, but my heart is still just a little bit sad I know well, I wonder if people are also going to feel this way about fast passes Ooh, what a segue yeah well it's it's the, another big change we a went huge from, change so if you, those of you that don't know fast passes are no more they're gone zilch nada we Bye. had them you used to be able to get them you know you used to walk up to the machine to get your little paper back and it'd give you a time to come back to the ride and you'd run to the parks and try to grab all the fast pass machines i mean which was that was the rope funnest drop. Part. that was yeah that was rope drop you ran yeah to the machines what a thrill it was <laughs> i loved it and yeah. then you'd see really kind people in the parks that'd be like you want this and they just hand you their fast pass and you're like wow yeah and it was like, it was free you didn't have to pay extra for it or anything and then you know, fast pass fast pass plus came out where you had got to pick up to three a day and that was that was interesting within itself like they had the tiers where you couldn't where you could pick certain attractions and then after you used your three you can pick up another one but now they're gone and there's this new thing called genie plus yep i feel like i had just gotten the swing of fast pass plus too Same. where i could like make sure all of my rides were gonna be before lunch and yeah. then I could spend the whole day getting fast passes for other mm-hmm. things. I mean. That's what I would do. It was, I think one time I went at Christmas, which is busy, mm-hmm. and we got like 11 fast passes in a day. What? Something like that, something crazy. I don't crazy. think I've even gotten that many before. I mean, the Christmas, the Christmas hours are always super extended, so yeah. the park's open until like 1 a.m. I mean, extra magic hours being gone too, oh. I mean. What so a change. Much is changing. I know. Um, but yeah, Fast Pass is, I think so many people were saying when they weren't having any version of Fast Pass that it was helping streamline the queues, which I think is partially true mm-hmm. because you don't have to stop one line to allow the other through. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of nice to mentally be able to say, well, at least this one ride that we know always has an hour long wait or more, we have a fast pass for. So exactly. um, I think that I, my personal opinion was I thought they should have at least just kept it for resort guests. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. To really make an incentive for people to, to book at the resorts, even if they're not doing extra magic hours, um, to say, hey, if you stay here, fast pass only yeah. exists in this, this little bubble now. Um, just like, you know, extra magic hours kind of thing that, mm-hmm. that benefit of staying at a Disney yeah. resort, which is really cool. Yeah. But yeah, now in case you guys don't know, it's, you, you have to pay $15 to get the lightning lane and the lightning lane has a certain like list of attractions that are included in that lightning lane. And so the high ticket attractions are not on that list. You have to pay for those attractions per attraction. And we don't yeah. even know how much those cost yet. Yeah. So like rise of the resistance i don't know fifteen dollars i don't know what like an extra fifteen dollars is there still $10? gonna be like i wonder how much that ride's gonna be is there still gonna be a light is there gonna be a lightning lane for that with virtual queue so they are gonna do you can either do the virtual queue at 7 a.m or 1 p.m uh, or you can pay at 7 a.m and just get on whenever you want to just get on it whenever they give you that time window that you're supposed to come back so it's gonna give people i feel like more of a chance to ride rise of the resistance but sure. we have no idea how much it's gonna cost yet like it could be like 20 bucks just to ride Rise of the Resistance on top of the $15 that you may already pay. To be fair, the first time that Rise of the Resistance was operating and I went, we did not get 
a pass. We did not get a virtual queue. And so it was it was so upsetting because, I mean, that was half the reason why we went. Yeah. And we just couldn't figure out the technology quick enough. Um, and I can't remember if at the time they, were, they weren't doing the second... Um, Oh, if it was just well, yeah. it used to be that you had to be in the park. Right, right. Okay, that was it. You had to be. It. People would get to the park yeah. at like five forty-five in the morning to get mm-hmm. in the park by seven, or be like right there so they could get the pass. Yeah. Now you can do it from anywhere, which is much more convenient. Absolutely. But I remember when it first opened, and it was just a madhouse to do yeah. that. Oh yeah. So I think like paying for that, people are going to enjoy that incentive. But I'm not. I'm kind of like, well, how much? I want them to release the costs of those high-ticket attractions. And I, what I did read is that you, I don't think you have to pay the $15 for the lightning lane and then the a la carte prices on top. I think if you just want to do the high ticket ones and you don't want to do the $15 for all the list of attractions, you can just pay per per, per, ride. per those high attractions, the not e-ticket. for the e-death, the word. I was trying to find the word this whole time <laughs> and it was not, not coming up. Um, but like if you wanted to ride Peter Pan's flight, that's part of lightning lane. So like yeah. that would be... I think for families it hopefully the idea is that everybody can have their perfect disney trip because mm-hmm. it's still like with fast pass for me my like at this point now my non-negotiable i really have to ride it every time i go is slinky dog i uh, love slinky i love slinky and there have been there were several trips where i did you know waking up early and trying to get a fast pass for slinky and the only option was at like 6 30 p.m and so mm. it's like, you know, I have to stay in the parks all day to be able to ride this one ride that is like my must ride. Yeah. And maybe now if the park's really busy and I'm like, all I want to do is ride Slinky and then I can park hop, maybe I would pay that 15 bucks or I mean, whatever the a la carte price for the yeah. e-ticket would be. It could be like four bucks, five bucks. It could be super cheap. We don't even know yet. Like, and that price is per person per day. So yeah. like if you wanted if you were there for a four day trip you'd pay the fifteen dollars per person per day just for the lightning lane and if you want to do Slinky Dog all four days you'd have to pay whatever price Slinky Dog yeah. was every single day which that can add up pretty quickly on top of what you're already paying so I definitely know it's you know their way of trying to get in some extra cash but I I do see some pros and cons with it I'm looking forward to trying it out because I would assume it's going to launch by October first by the fiftieth anniversary but it's obviously going to be the very early stages of it when I'm there that second week. So yeah. don't really know how that's going to yeah, change up my trip a little bit, but I'm excited to give it a try yeah. and see I what mean, happens. I'm not a parent, but if I was <laughs> and my child was so upset that they didn't get to go on this one ride they had their heart set on or the line was forever long and they were exhausted, I'd probably be like, Forget about it. I'll pay the 20 bucks. Uh, Yeah, I think people are going to, it's going to help a lot of families out in that sense. Yeah. I also um, am intrigued by just the genie feature in the My Disney Experience app. Yes, the non-paid. Yeah, the non-paid, which is essentially a travel agent without a travel agent. So I don't know how that's going to affect travel agencies. I know. But, I mean, for you to just look in your phone and the phone the genie within your phone to tell you hey this looks like it's a short wait you should go here next yeah i mean you don't have to be you don't have to have a disney expert or somebody you know giving you all those tips to say hey typically this ride is really long you should head here first or hey this one is a really popular one right now make sure you know you 
get this in your day, I mean, the genie's going to be able to, to tell you go to A, B, or C because of the wait times and do all those crazy calculations. I mean, the engineering of it is mind-boggling to yeah, me. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's going to benefit so many families that it's their first Disney trip ever. Yeah. Because they're not going to know the tips and tricks. They're not going to know, like, you should try this first. You should rope drop this. You should stay till this. Like, yeah. Not like those experienced park goers know. Like, they're, the genie is going to be super helpful for them and even helpful for people that have been a lot of times because this, I mean, for people like you and I, I feel like we spend a lot of time checking wait times and, mm-hmm. like, trying to strategically figure out our plan of where to go next, but the genie would just do it for us. Yeah. Which I'm is curious nice. if it's, I can't remember and looking it up, if it kind of calculates if you can get it to um, track your location and be like, hey, you're in Tomorrowland. The lowest wait I'm time sure. here is blank. It probably does. I feel like, because it Cause shows you when you open up the app, it'll show you like the little blue dot of where you are on the yeah. app. So it already uses a location yeah. tracking devices. So I'm sure in some way they will implement that in the AI technology to sure. give, like, give suggestions. Yeah. I mean, and that would make your day really efficient because I yeah. know there have been times where, especially looking at, I am sure you've had this happen before, but I will look at the app and it will be you know, saying Space Mountain, 30 minutes. And I'm like, ooh, beeline to Space Mountain. It's usually 60 during this time of year. And then I make a beeline for that. And everyone who checked the app has seen it. And by the time I get there, it's a 50 or 60 Um, minute wait. And so, and I, you know, trekked from the opposite side of the park to get there. So maybe it'll make your day more efficient and be able to tell you that. I don't know if it's going to tell, you know, if it's going to tell people in Frontierland hey, you should make a beeline for Tomorrowland because the weight's yeah. really low or you're in Frontierland, why don't you hop on Big Thunder? I feel like they'll probably utilize the GPS technology to, like, I don't think they would send the same notification to everybody in Magic Kingdom to say, okay, everybody go to Tomorrowland because then they're literally causing, like, a rush of people yeah. to go to one area. That's true. So I feel like they might have, like, targeted notifications based off where you are in the park and what's around you, maybe, like, a certain mile radius. Can I tell me where to get a snack? Yeah. Tell me where to get a snack. I'm hungry. Tell me where I can get a Cheshire Cat's tail. Oh, my gosh. I love those. Mm. It's a chocolate croissant with um, purple and pink icing. Okay. Side note. On my last trip... In Animal Kingdom, they have... It's just called a chocolate twist. Is it the same thing? I really was hoping so. Oh. Cheshire Cat Tail for me is always 10 out of 10. This chocolate twist in Animal Kingdom, 4 out of 10. It was... I was... You heard it here, folks. Don't get the chocolate twist from Animal Kingdom. (laughs) Either I made it to the party late and they were just not fresh or they're just never good. I don't know. I can't wait till we sit and talk about Disney food for like 45 minutes. It's going to be so great. I'm going to get hungry. I know. We're going to get, we're going to need snacks while we are recording that episode. Mm, ASMR. ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, there's so much news to talk about. Okay. So they just released what today, yesterday, was it yesterday? No, it was today. 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 Well, today is, we're recording this on um, August 30th, um, but Today, they announced that Walt Disney World's annual pass system is coming back, but it looks a little different. Yeah, it looks, it looks, pricing-wise, it doesn't look that different, but the structure of it, definitely different. Well, there's four different tiers, but if you were an out-of-state resident, you only qualify for the most expensive pass, which is a bummer. 
but I understand why they have it structured that way because Florida residents get, to, get, get the opportunity to go so often that the annual pass really is for them. Yeah. The people that have it that are out of state just are crazy like you and I are just like, let's go all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they just released that, but they hadn't been selling annual passes during COVID and a lot of people were upset about that because a lot of people wanted to travel during COVID because the wait times were low and crowds were super low when the parks first opened up. And so I know that there are a lot of happy people that the annual pass has been released. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Just absolutely. in time for the 50th anniversary, which is going to spike their ticket sales as well. But... I don't know. It's my dream to have an annual pass at some point in my life just so I can say I have it and I just want to go as often as I can. I just, it's a lot of money. Yeah. No, it's definitely a big investment. And when I've looked into it before, it's one of those, okay, if I invest this money into, I mean, we're very young professionals here. I mean, we, we're just starting in our careers. But yeah. um, if I were to invest that type of money in an annual pass, you know, that's just my ticket coverage. It doesn't include my stay. It doesn't include my transportation down there, whether that's driving or flying. It doesn't include my food. So if I'm buying an annual pass, you can expect me to spend every single vacation day I have for that entire year in Walt Disney World. Absolutely. So, and And utilizing days off anyways, like holidays and stuff like that, which it's, I mean, I think I did the math and you have to go at least 11 park days Mm -hmm. for it to pay itself off, which is totally possible in a year. I think I've already that, been that many times this year. That many days in the park. Two years ago, two years ago I went like 12 or 13 days and I was like, yeah. and I didn't realize until my third trip that I was on that year that I was like, I could have saved money actually, which is weird because like, it didn't feel like I needed an annual pass, but when I actually did the math, I was like, oh, this actually would save me a little bit of money if I'd had it. Mm-hmm. But it does, it would, it, it would be nice to have even on like a regular trip if you just if you got in on a Friday night, but you wanted to go like watch the fireworks and that's all you wanted to do. Like you're not going to yeah. feel bad about using a whole day park pass just to go watch the fireworks because you'd yeah. have an annual pass so you can do whatever you want. I think that's, so that's where... That's nice. That's, that convenience yeah. is nice. I think that's where you get your bang for your buck is those half days. If, you know, you have to leave by... 1 p.m. to make it to your flight or whatever you still have a whole half day that you can go and enjoy in the parks usually what I do is that's just my Disney Springs day mm-hmm. and so I'll go to the Springs that's and, what I do and chill and eat food and buy things buy lots but, of things yes lots um, of expensive things so maybe that money that I spent <laughs> on my annual pass will actually be saving me money because I'll spend less time at a shopping center well, and you do so i know you get up to like 20 percent off merchandise yeah there's definitely discounts but does that apply in disney springs at like zara that 20 percent off apply uh, there because if so that's huge i feel like mm, i could be Probably wrong not. but i feel like whenever i was there some i can't remember if it was the disney store no it was um it was in the co-op I was in the co-op and I bought my brother something. (laughs) I haven't given it to him yet, so if he listens to this, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Um, But I bought him something, and they asked me at checkout any annual annual I can't talk any annual pass discounts, and I sadly had to say no. But they did ask. But isn't that like the Disney co-op though? So technically, maybe it's specifically Disney merchandise. Okay. Well, the next time, well, when I'm in Disney Springs in October, 
You can ask. I'm going to ask. If do they, some investigating. Yeah, I'm going to do some investigating. We'll, re- we'll report back on the next Disney breakdown. It w- would it apply to the dining? Would it apply? Cause yeah, so it does apply. Dining? So it applies to food. But Disney Springs food? I don't know. Well, maybe. See, these are things we've got to figure out. Tables in Wonderland used to... I don't know if they brought that back yet, but that's the like dining discount thing where you get... Um, yeah, dining are, dining plans still yeah. are not back, right? Yeah. I've never had a dining plan. Have you? Yes. I We did it a lot when I was younger. Um, and then we figured out that nobody eats that much food in my family. Oh. So yeah, it, the plans, you get so much food, which is crazy. And at this point, specifically at this point, probably also true when I was younger too, but like you get a, like the snacks that you get a day are very specific snacks. Mm-hmm. And in my selfish mind I was like I don't want that snack I want that one over there yeah and so then you're kind of confined to what you can eat um or what applies to your plan so again it's like you spent all this money on this food plan and then you want something outside of what that covers and you spend extra money purpose yeah and I I mean I don't eat that much but I like to kind of have a nipple of everything Mm. so if I can split multiple things with people that's why I love these festivals that they have because they're like tapas style small plates but um, I'm really excited for food and wine festival yeah I know you went yeah it was delicious um what was the favorite what was the the best thing that you had (sighs) mac and eats was a winner I really enjoyed it um I did mac and eats brewing the donut box, uh, the Italy booth, oh my gosh, the, and um, the Japan ravioli. Booth. That's what I got. I mm. got the ravioli. It was ravioli was definitely delicious. Um, I was not super impressed with the wings from Brewing. Um, I'm not a wing gal, but my boyfriend is. So I saw that and I was like, I you have to you have to try these. They were kind of like dry. I've definitely had better wings, mm. so I was a little bit disappointed. And being in North Carolina where like wings and barbecue is a common food yeah I'm a little bit picky about it its own food group yeah um and so mac and East was good the ravioli from Italy was good um I got the bao bun from Japan that was good Ooh. Uh, what else did I get um oh the sriracha donut chicken sandwich thing I can't remember the specific oh, name of it from the donut box yeah from the donut box um, I did not enjoy it personally yeah, when I saw the picture of that I was like whoa that's a hard pass for me yeah <clears throat> it was interesting and um, just out of curiosity wanted to see what it was all about and you I did- got to there's so many unique things you can try you've got to go for it like yeah. where else can you get a sriracha chicken sandwich donut yeah nowhere Absolutely literally nowhere, nowhere. So, <laughs> so you did yeah. good you tried a lot of booze so I'm proud of you yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I missed. I wanted to get the, um, what is it called? I wanted to get something for Mexico that I didn't get. Um, and I wanted to try the non bread from India with the different dipping sauces. Mm. I didn't get to try that. Uh, I it's know. Like sauna bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to try the Hawaii booth because I know people love the Kahlua pork sliders. But I just was really stuffed by the time I had already eaten all of those other things. I'm literally hungry. I'm hungry now. <laughs> I need I need food. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah festivals are super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's so many at Epcot. So really, like any time of year that you go, there's nine times out of ten going to be a festival happening. Yeah. They're year round now. I mean, there's not. Yeah. There's really, not really a, a gap. Yeah. yeah. So I 
I definitely enjoyed myself and it was actually I did food and wine when I was itty bitty but obviously didn't have a palate that was going to understand or appreciate yeah I'm just just like give me my chicken nuggets leave me alone that's literally me I'm always trying to find the chicken nuggets yeah but um this time around uh really enjoyed myself and wanted to push myself a little bit to obviously mac and cheese ravioli a bao bun chicken sandwich and wings all kind of fall into like carbs and meat um but it's fine. I wanted to push myself to try a lot. So I, for me, going to all those booths was definitely a lot of food in a short time span. It's all good. It's all, it's all part of the experience. If you don't do it, then like, have you, you can't go to the festival and not do the festival. So yeah, for sure. It, you don't have to participate. So part, 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 part. I didn't say that right. <laughs> <laughs> My words okay. are starting to go. That's okay. What's next? Okay, all right, all right. I feel like that's a, that's a lot for just, like, Disney parks. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of park news. That's, I mean, honestly, that's, there's been a lot going on at the parks, so we don't oh have gosh. to touch on it. But, like, I feel like there's also been a lot going on in the TV and movie world, especially with Disney Plus and all this new Marvel content that we've gotten this year. Again, COVID has changed the game for how Disney is approaching these things, and I'm not mad about it. Yeah, like, we literally got WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki, like, all back to back to back to back. Yeah. And I'm still processing all yeah. of it, to be honest. All of, I mean, those, plus all of the other things that, I mean, they've had to have been working on this for years. I mean, it oh, yeah. didn't happen overnight. Um, so for them to have all this stuff planned, even all, I mean, outside of Marvel, all the other shows, the oh, original yeah. shows, Not just Mandalorian, Marvel. like, uh, I mean, wild. It's it, Wild. Movie if you quality. haven't seen The Mandalorian yet, you need to stop listening to this podcast right now and go watch it and then come back and finish this episode. If you had to choose between one of the Marvel shows or Mandalorian, which do you choose? Oh my gosh. This is very difficult for me. I Oh my gosh, why are you putting me in this position? Um, I really liked Loki. And I really liked WandaVision. So Marvel. Pro- I don't know, though, because Mandalorian was also so good. Like, the end of season two, like, me and my boyfriend were literally screaming at the TV. We were like, oh, yeah. what is happening? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything because you haven't seen it, but, like, that was crazy. But Loki was also, like, there's a multiverse. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I think my thing between Marvel and Mandalorian... Mandalor- the Mandalorian is its own storyline yeah. that Disney has come up with. With the Marvel stuff, which I adore. I love it. I am very into kind of diving into the Marvel world, trying to figure out how all these things connect, the Easter eggs that are left in all these episodes. Um, but there's so much already out there in the Marvel Universe yes. because of the comics that people are predicting all this stuff uh, early on. Yeah. And a lot of spoilers are put out and that kind of stuff which is fine because i am watching these videos to try to figure out what all these episodes and storylines mean Mm -hmm. but with mandalorian nobody really knows where it's going yeah that's why i think i liked the finale of season Mm -hmm. two so much because i didn't have anything to base it off of and i was just waiting for something crazy to happen and of course something crazy happened and i was my mind was blown yeah absolutely 
So, I, I feel like that you provided a good argument there, so I feel like I'd have to pick The Mandalorian then over Loki. My my thing, my personal opinion, I feel like if I just went and got all the comic books, I could figure out or learn what's going to happen in all of the... But would you want to? No, not necessarily, but out of me not being able to rest until I figure something out, mm. Mandalorian, I think, keeps my interest peaked. I, yeah. can, I can go look it up for the other ones. Yeah. A lot of, I will say, a lot of those Marvel shows have been slightly ruined for me because I will see a TikTok of a theory yeah, exactly. that's, like, completely true because they're basing off the comics, which is what they're basing it off of. So, like, yeah. it ends up, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. Okay, that's because of the Watch That Video, too. Mm-hmm. So, I, I totally get what you're saying with that, but it's still, like, mind-blowing the way that they do all of oh, it, Oh, the too. quality is so good. I've been so into every single, every single one. WandaVision and... Loki for sure. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was really well done, um, but yes. uh, apparently from my watching of several YouTube videos and <laughs> TikToks, um, the storyline change because of COVID. Oh, I really? I think tampered with the quality of the storyline. So evidently, oh. the original storyline with Falcon and the Winter Soldier had something to do with a pandemic. Um, so Mama Donia and the, oh my gosh, what are they called? The the group, the rebel group that they're... Oh my gosh. Um, I want to call them like red... The, the, the hand. The, the red hand. Yeah. The, I don't know. The, oh my gosh. If somebody knows the name of that group before we look it up and we clearly are let us know we're clearly just having a real conversation here we didn't do much um we we just (laughs) yeah we're just on this we're all over the place but um apparently uh, what that group was fighting against what they were stealing in those early episodes sorry for spoilers here um but um a lot of the storyline with that rebel group had to do with them being in the middle of like a big disease outbreak um and so with covid and it hitting a little bit different they took a lot of that content and dialogue out and tried to reframe it to not talk about that at all interesting i did not know this i think that it messed with their ability to tell a really seamless story yeah because they had to kind of restructure after it was already filmed wow i did not know this that's fair that that makes a lot of sense though yeah i mean i did really like falcon and the winter soldier too i liked i loved just seeing sam and his side of the story really develop and like because you don't really know a lot about him and his character in the movies leading up to that show like He's there, but you don't know much about him. And I feel mm-hmm. like with this show, it really shows like his character yeah. and like what the future of his character is going to be too. Not going to spoil that. Yeah. But like, it's exciting to see that and to see like his relationship with Bucky and how they interact with each other. It's just so sweet. So mm-hmm. I really liked that. But as far as like mind blowing Marvel content, WandaVision and Loki, like hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, I Dude, think... WandaVision was just weird to begin with. Like, oh I was gosh, like, yeah. what is this show? I was like, it took me a couple episodes before I was like, I don't understand. This is such a weird show. And then, then it, the, I think it was like episode four mm-hmm. where I was like, this all is crazy. This is not yeah. real. What's going on? And I just was yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah, no, I was super intrigued by that show too. And I think 
the thing with WandaVision and Loki is they were a little bit outside of the Marvel norm. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was very much run-of-the-mill Marvel action. Yes, very true. Um, So they piqued my interest a little bit higher. Yeah. But they were all very quality shows. Yeah. If you haven't seen any of those shows, you need to go ahead and go watch those as well. I'm just saying you need to watch The Mandalorian and you need to watch WandaVision, Falcon the Winter Soldier, and Loki. So you guys have lots of things to watch. What other quick list of Disney Plus shows are you into? (laughs) Honestly, my guilty pleasure is High School Musical, the musical, the series. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I didn't think I was going to like that show. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah. I... I liked season one better than I liked season two. Same. Um, I have a bit of a... I don't know if it's controversial, but I I have an opinion about the ending of season two. I wasn't mm. super fond of Yeah, I didn't like it. the way they wrapped it up. Yeah, I don't want to put any spoilers out, but know, maybe we can talk about it another day. Talk about it another day. But yeah, the season two just didn't end well for me, that last episode, I agree. What about you? What's your? What's been your favorite... Disney Plus show outside of Marvel content. Um, when the Animal Kingdom show, uh, shoot, what's the actual name? The Festival of the Lion King. No, no, no. The an- <laughs> like the Animal Kingdom show, like the it's show. about Animal Kingdom. Um, have you not watched it? Are you talking about the Imagineering story? No, it's literally just about magic. Did I say Magic Kingdom? Animal Kingdom. Um, I don't think I am aware of <gasps> this. Are you sure? I'm. Fa- are you sure? Yes, it's literally just about taking care of the animals in Animal Kingdom. Oh my god! Wait, was it part of the day day in the Disney day by Disney? It, they did something in that. <laughs> We're not good with our names of things <laughs> right now. The Red Hand Group, the Day by Disney, the Animal Show. <laughs> yes, we should probably do a little bit more um, research next time. But um, yeah, it's a show about like taking care of animals in Animal Kingdom. Oh my gosh! And I loved that one. Um, Maybe it's like the, I don't know. It says Animal Kingdom on the title on the I'm going to have to go look at the, that later tonight. I'll send you a screenshot of what the little Please homepage do. is. Um, I really love that one. And then surprisingly, I think maybe it's just because I think it's a show that my little brother would really enjoy. Um, but I've been really into Turner and Hooch. I haven't seen that yet. It's so cute. It's got uh, Josh Peck mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's your typical, like, dog comedy. That's cute. I'm a dog person, so I love it. Shout um, out to Penny. Yeah, my little <laughs> pup Penny. Um, but I have been pleasantly surprised by that show. Um, it's definitely, like, you can tell it's geared towards a younger audience. But there's also still a decent amount of action and, and yeah. storyline to this first season. Wow. Yeah, so I've been into that. I also have been really into um, when I watched all of the Mighty Ducks TV show. I didn't watch that one. I did. Have you seen the Mighty Ducks the movies? I mean, the old ones, yes. Yes. So it's it's really cute. This show, I also don't want to spill anything, but they do have some features of some, oh. some people's in the show. But it's really cute, and it's about this mom, this single mom, that is Aww. going to be the coach of a hockey team, and... I don't want to say anything else, though, because I don't want to spoil anything, but it's really cute. Aww. It's really funny, too, and um, I was super into it, and I hope they come out this season, too, but I don't know if they will. They kind of wrap things up, so I'm not quite sure, but... 
Yeah, I feel like there's still so much content in Disney Plus that I haven't. Um, Just how that we even have Disney Plus. Yeah, did you watch Behind the Attraction? Okay, I started to watch Behind the Attraction, but I liked the Imagineering story significantly more. I Agreed. didn't like the cheesiness of Behind the Attraction. I was like, okay, let's let's not. Like, it just was. It was hard to watch, but Imagineering story, I was in tears. Yeah. Agreed. I am the exact same. The Behind the Attraction was produced by The Rock. So, oh, I so think he definitely that, takes a more comedic approach yeah. to it. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense. Whereas the Imagineering story is definitely more documentary, a little more emotional mm-hmm. attachment to it. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. I understand now. Yeah. But, yeah, I walked, watched a couple of them, but it was hard for me to, like, really get into those. Whereas Imagineering story, I am all about it. Yeah. Um, speaking of The Rock, Jungle Cruise? Oh, haven't seen it, but you saw it. I did see it. I watched it, and I I thought it was good. I, I definitely... I it don't didn't wanna, get good ratings, though, did it? I didn't. I don't want to spoil too much. Um, I actually... Let's see here. What is your guess on... What's your guess on Rotten Tomatoes score? 76. 63 oh. critic rating. Oh, that's but not good. Guess what the audience rating is? 81. 92. What? Yes. Wild. So critics and audience, very different opinions of what this movie was. Do you and feel I, like the movie really reflects the ride? I thought they actually did an incredible job of implementing the humor of the ride okay and the dialogue of the ride yeah where it kept it i mean it it gave me a laugh honestly i thought it did a very good job where it wasn't like it gave paid homage to the ride and did what it was supposed to do Mm -hmm. um but then the storyline outside of that you know just kind of stepped away from the cheesy jokes and and that kind of stuff but i thought it was good the best comparison i don't know if anyone else has made this comparison i'm sure they have but pirates is like if i had to compare it to um a different movie in the disney realm especially with it being a movie based on a ride just like pirates yeah which also just like what are the other ones that are their rides that were movies well really mansion haunted mansion tower of terror but really it was the twilight what was the disney there was a disney movie with um what's her name is it kirsten dunce was she in it oh like the twilight zone the twilight zone but it was the disney version of it oh i haven't seen that. yeah it's older but it was good but yeah haunted mansion with eddie murphy mm-hmm. um i think those are the only four yeah there's there's probably i mean movies based on rides that's what i can come up with not rides yeah. based on movies yeah no yeah movies based on rides yeah but i mean i i enjoyed it it got a little long I felt like like towards the end I was like when is it going to wrap up yeah but it was still good I mean I would watch it again well I mean not just Jungle Cruiser there's been some other really good movies that have come out this year Mm -hmm. like Black Widow which we've been waiting for for a while absolutely and uh, Cruella came out as well as Luca Mm -hmm. Um, Cruella was very interesting it was very like different than I thought it was a little bit sinister and a little bit like how kind of a little wild. I, I thought they, they stepped outside the box for that, and I that's very different than the usual stuff that they put out. Yeah. So I thought it was... Parts of it, I think, were predictable, but I think overall it was 
I love the costuming and the acting was was great and mm-hmm. so um, but yeah some of the storyline for me was a little bit predictable but I did overall I did enjoy it and I haven't seen Luca yet have you seen Luca I saw Luca Luca was very cute well done I thought um, I was kind of when I saw the whole sea monster to human idea in the trailer mm-hmm. um i was like oh this is gonna be like another little mermaid i want to be where the people are <laughs> oh kind yeah, of that's thing. A good um and it kind of was but um it was a little bit unexpected in terms of where the story went for me yeah um so i when things take me by surprise i i tend to enjoy them more than i thought i would um and it got great reviews and ratings yeah. um I'm gonna, I mean, I definitely want to check these things out. I mean, Black Widow is also really good. I loved being able to see the sister relationship mm-hmm. and just really like kind of that middle, that that space of time in between those movies where where um, Natasha was kind of living her life and what was going on. Yeah, I mean, I honestly had no idea where the name Black Widow or any of her uh, background right? came from, and I was like. It all makes sense. It was also, it was sad though when you saw all those girls. You're oh like, oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is awful. Yeah. And uh, just, but the movie itself, I thought was great. Yeah. No. What I did Rotten Tomatoes give for Black Widow? Why don't you take a guess? Oh, it's got to be high. It's got to be in the nineties. Um, let me. Find or maybe it. in the eighties. Okay. The critic score on Rotten Tomatoes for Black Widow was eighty percent. So mean. The audience was 92. Uh, no, not 92. 91. Um, Wait, Jungle Cruise was 92, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, Jungle... Okay, that's where I don't... I feel like Black Widow is, like, significantly better than... Yeah, I think it comes down to... I haven't to, seen Jungle Cruise, but I'm just, like, I feel I mean, like it is. It's just a percent off, so it's not that yeah, big of a difference. Yeah, yeah. But I think it comes down to Disney World, Disneyland fans being loyal to... The, the the ride first mm, and being yeah. really expectant for this movie that makes sense um whereas black widow yes it, like everybody was anticipating it but there are what 21 other marvel movies True. so maybe the and hype maybe was one percent less maybe the hype was a little <laughs> less because they we've been waiting so long for it to come out I feel like people were True. really excited about it when it was announced it was going to come out, and then there was this like year where we just didn't get it, and then yeah. when it finally came out, I feel like people had forgotten about it, and mm-hmm. the hype had died down a little bit about it, yeah. so maybe that contributed to it as well. Yeah. Of the movies we've talked about in the last couple of minutes here, the one with the highest audience rating is Cruella. Okay. The one with the highest critic rating is Luca. Interesting. I feel like Pixar naturally, Pixar without just, even thinking about it, gets high ratings from any cr- critic yeah. out there. It's hard to do Pixar wrong. Yeah. I, I, Which did you hear speaking of Pixar? I know. The guy who voiced Carl, Carl. died. I know. So Rips. I want to go watch Up now. I know. That movie, oh, that's the first five minutes of that movie. I know. Every time. If you want to cry, just put on the first five minutes of Up. I am married and thinking about Carl and Ellie <laughs> just rips me to shreds. You guys need to get a little mailbox with your handprints on it. I know, we should. We should do. Penny's yeah. paw print too. Oh yeah, Penny's paw print has to be on there. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Well, that's kind of it for the the movies, I feel like, and, and TV. So there's a lot going on there and still so much for us to look forward to with that, but yeah, um, we could probably wrap up a little bit by talking a little bit about just like the Walt Disney Company as a whole and a couple of things that they've been doing recently, which mm-hmm. one of them I thought was really cute and really sweet 
I found out, I saw this article about them creating princess-themed hospital wear for children. That is just the cutest like thing. Like gowns, like hospital gowns. Why like princesses not done and pirates sooner? So that children in hospitals can feel like a Disney princess or a Disney pirate, which <sighs> is... Honestly, that I just think that was so cute, and um, the article was really cool. If you would like to read the article, we will put the link in our Instagram and put it in our show notes as well, so you guys can check it out there. Yes, I I love this idea. I think that it's so hard as it is um, for kids to be in a hospital, but also for parents to see their kid in a hospital gown and stuff like that, and maybe seeing them in Disney-themed wear makes it feel a little more homey. Yeah, uh, a little less dark, um, but I, I think that was a great idea on their part, and I so hope sweet. that they continue. It'd be fun to come out with like different lines, and I mean, that's a little like they're always unfortunately going to be children in hospitals, but yeah. um, you know, if, if there's if, something that can be done to put a smile on their face, and yeah. I think that them do, taking that step and doing that is a really great step. Yeah, and is exciting for sure to just help comfort them. Yeah. So. Maybe they could pair their gown with, like, a stuffed animal. That would be fun. Wow, that would be fun. Yeah. So they could be. Yeah, I thought that was really cool when I found that article. I was like, I want to talk about that. That's great. Yeah, I love that, especially being in the medical field. Um, Anything you can do to make it less daunting and scary and sad uh, for kid and parent both is, is always a plus. Yeah. Reminding them that they're not just a patient, they're humans. So, anyway. Um... Also, the only news I had Walt Disney Company-wise was that they were named um, one of the best workplaces for innovators. I think everyone knows this. I don't think that's a shock. Yeah, that's not really a shock. I feel like Imagineers have a reputation. They're innovative people. So I know. I used to sit at home as a kid and watch YouTube videos about Disney Imagineering and be like, I want to be one of those when I grow up. Yeah, and then so I cool. realized I had actual no skill in no, that field. Exactly. So, yeah. It's same, but... You know, as a kid, I was like, I'm going to be Imagineer. Yeah, the closest I could have gotten was, like, coming up with scientific things for the animals, maybe. Like, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And my last bullet point is the number of Emmy nominations. Yeah. How many? A lot, right? Over 150. It was 166 nominations for the Emmys for the Walt Disney Company this year. And That's insane. I'm going, sure a lot of those are probably Marvel. Oh, but you know who got the most? Who? Mandalorian. <gasps> Back to the Mandalorian. Yeah, only one more than WandaVision. WandaVision got 23 noms and um, Mandalorian got 24. Wow. So they took um, the, the main load for Disney this year, um, getting some recognition. So I think awesome. critic-wise, they really loved WandaVision. Yeah. I mean, obviously Mandalorian, but if we're talking about they had multiple Mar- Marvel shows come exactly. out. WandaVision is, is taking the cake here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So. I mean, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. They're, the company itself is doing a lot of things right now and accomplishing a lot. Absolutely. Always. I mean, when are they not? I know. But I feel like right now there's just so much going on with them bouncing back from COVID and mm-hmm. like just trying to like basically provide everything that they were going to provide in COVID 
now and all the things to come and all the timelines of things. Yeah. So that goes back to them being innovators. That's what innovation is. Exactly. It's coming up with new ways to do things. And with COVID hitting, I mean, having to uh, figure out how to release all these films they've been working on and mm-hmm. Disney Plus as a whole, the parks. I mean, they've been doing so much to adapt to this new world that we're living in. Um, and it's it's exciting to, to follow and be a part of. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of news. Yeah, that was a lot, a lot of news just for I episode know. one. But You're still hanging in there with us. We appreciate it. We appreciate you listening to all the news. There's so much more that we could have talked on too, but that was really the main things that are going on right now. Yeah. If Always you guys, so much to talk about. If you guys have any crazy things that we missed always drop us a comment on instagram or send us a dm yeah send us a dm Hit let us, us up. know there's so much there's only so much news that our brains can hold i know it's wild especially when to, stuff is dropping like all the time yeah I, that's exactly what i was gonna say it's wild to open my feed every morning and something big have happened yeah when i get text messages from you in all caps i'm like what's going on in the <laughs> disney world right now what's yes. happening or you send me a tiktok and i'm like oh no oh, what am i no opening? what are you missing like, like yes the share literally courtney sent me a, a tiktok of the reveal of the stage around the partner statue in magic kingdom literally the day before they took the black tarp off of it. I was there standing in front of it taking pictures and I was like, what is this ugly black tarp doing here? <laughs> the next like, day, it's, just, it's a beautiful stage. Yes, it's just, it's, I mean, it was ruining my view. I was like, what are they doing here? And no joke, the next day they pulled it all off and revealed a beautiful stage. So it's all right though. Um, you'll get to see it. I, yeah. You'll get to enjoy it. Get to see it. I'll take some pictures. Please. Post them on our Instagram. Absolutely. Where can people find us on Instagram? Oh, yes. Instagram. Such a fun place to be. Um, you guys can find us at the Castle Chat on Instagram. Um, we will be posting a lot of just pictures and content and stuff. Really, sometimes it just might be an inspirational quote to keep you guys pushing through the week or talking about our next episode. Or maybe some behind-the-scenes videos of us filming these crazy podcasts and um, just fun stuff. We want it to be a place that's lighthearted and it's fun. So definitely give us a follow um, on Instagram at The Castle Chat. Make sure that you uh, also follow us or subscribe to us on your podcasts on um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to those. So that's also like another way you can obviously stay connected with us. But... Yeah, that's kind of the Instagram there. Yeah, what about email? Can people email us? Oh my gosh, yes. You can email us at thecastlechat at gmail.com. Wow. Email's so fun. Send us an email. Please, of anything. Yes. Send us, let us know what you want us to talk about, too. Like, if you're listening to this, then, like, we want to know what you want to listen to. So we are open to suggestions and advice and really anything. Like, just shoot us an email or a DM. We're here for it. Absolutely. I mean, the whole idea behind this podcast is specifically for Court and I to put Disney in our everyday, which is yeah. the goal. Absolutely. Um, but if we can do that for you guys too, come on, join us. Yeah. Well, um, I did want to take a moment to really uh, spend some time just um, really quickly shouting out a small shop yeah. that we have connected with that we think is super great. Yeah, every episode we want to do a small shop shout out. So if you if you own your own small shop or know of one that is just the bomb.com, 
let us know. But who are we shouting out today? We are shouting out Foster the Magic Co. It is um, Courtney and Colt. So Courtney, Courtney. I like that her name's Courtney. Obviously. Um, but they sell some really cool Disney products like t-shirts and ears and um, a really great place for you guys to check out if you want to stock up on some stuff before your next Disney trip. But they... Um, they seem so sweet, and then have had so much a good time connecting with them, and we just want to shout them out and say give them a follow on Instagram. Their Instagram handle is Foster the Magic Co., and um, they would love a follow and go support their business. We're excited yeah. for them. They've been supporting us since day one, getting excited for yes, our really episodes, have. so we're excited to support them back. Yes, if you guys are listening... Yay! <laughs> I said yay. You said hey. Yay! Hey! Um, yeah. So that's our little small sh- small shop shout out. It's a small shop shout out. Tongue wow. twister. That's a tongue twister. Um, yeah, for real. This is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a blast of a first episode. <sighs> it's like it's just I can't believe that we were still doing this. Like I know I said this at the beginning, but like we're doing this. It's happening. Every week, guys, every Friday, you can listen to a new Castle Chat podcast every Friday. Yep. And we are going to wrap up every episode with what court? Unpopular opinions. Oh, my goodness. We have so many of them. (laughs) Yeah. We We, will. (laughs) We could do a whole episode on just that, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to wrap up with something real quick. Yeah. So what's our unpopular opinion of this week? Uh, Spirit jerseys. Ay, ay, ay. Who thought this was a good idea? I don't know. I don't like them. Okay. I feel like people are going to come at me for that, but I don't like them. I don't understand. And I know that they sell them in other parks and not just Walt Disney World. But in a state where it is always 90% humidity exactly. and sweltering heat, why are you selling thick, long-sleeve shirts? I don't know. For $70. $75 at the minimum. I mean... They're so expensive. They're very expensive, and they're not functional in the parks no. unless you get that unless random Unless you go literally, day. like, when it's the coldest day of the year in Orlando, which would be, like, 60 degrees. Yeah, I mean, maybe... That's if, a lie. I know it gets colder than that sometimes, yeah. but... If you live in a north, northern state and maybe it's cold all the time, maybe you want to take it home with you, but I also just, I'm not in love with the style. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys like spirit jerseys? I think a lot of people like spirit jerseys. That's why I think it's unpopular that we don't, but there might be other people that, that don't like it. If you don't like spirit jerseys, we want to know. If you do like spirit jerseys, don't take it personally. Don't come That's, for us. Yeah. Don't but, come for us. You wear your spirit jersey with pride. You walk around that park, and you sweat, and you do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> or you embrace it on that cold day, and then we'll be in our t-shirt sleeve t-shirts cold, and we'll be yeah. wishing we had a spirit jersey, but that's yeah. the unpopular opinion. Yep. I love it. I love it. It's fun. It's fun. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening all the way through to this hour-long episode. Um, that's, that's a lot of Court and Kate. That is a lot of Court and Kate. We're so excited. There's so much to talk about in this first episode and yep. getting to know us. So we appreciate you hanging around this long and um, just kind of listening to what we have to say about Disney parks and movies and TV and all the news that's going on. I mean, Kate, next week, 
we're on to a different type of episode, episode two, which yeah. will be where were we then? Yeah. So do we want to go ahead and like tell them what year we're thinking of doing? Because they a made it. Sneak they, peek. they made it all the way to the end of the episode, so we should probably tell them a little sneak peek of what year we're going to be touching on next week. I think that's a good idea. I the idea with where were we then is kind of like the celebrity where are they now? Um, but where <laughs> were we in the year? 2010 oh what a year yeah i'm so excited i was in high school i was also in high school what a good time i was a sophomore can't wait to unpack that it's gonna be so fun so yeah check in uh next week next friday for where were we then the year 2010 we are pumped about it we're excited and thanks just thanks for being here thanks for tuning in and being a part of the castle chat fam Yeah, we really appreciate it. And we hope you have the most magical week. Oh, so magical. Well, we will see you real soon. Bye. Bye.